Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall. I'm your host, Matt, and with me this week, I got Ed. Hey, how are you? I got Apollo. What's up? And good news, everybody. Today's going to be a mic episode. Hey. Hello. All right. So... I don't know if you guys have been in the loop or not, but apparently comic book adaptations of various comic books to television and movies are kind of a thing now. Yeah, do tell. Because we like to help out Hollywood and in turn the comic book industry, I figure this would be as good of a time as ever for us to start pitching ideas to either have our favorite comic books adapted to either a television show or a movie and vice versa. How about we get television shows and movies to comic books? So yeah, let's talk about some of our ideas. So Michael, how about you go first? Oh, sure. I would love to, uh, a movie I would love to see or a comic I would love to see turned into a movie. Uh, couldn't stop thinking about it after I read it days on end. Uh, it's we three. No, don't Ooh. want it. No, wait, yeah. no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Wait, no. yes, yes, three. That comic book. French. Oh yeah, yeah. The French, the French comic book. Yeah, uh, yes, three. It's it's so good. It's oh, it's a will they or won't they? And believe me, <laughs> won't they? <laughs> oh, they won't. Oh, no. what won't they? Not do? doing it. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't read the comic I, because I refuse to be put through that. And <laughs> you just don't want to feel those. No, feelings? I don't want those feelings. I don't want to feel that right now. I don't, don't want to feel be that around about? No, no. Uh, there is there <laughs> yeah, in and around the lake. There are a few. Th- there are a few things that will trigger me to like ugly cry. Anything mm-hmm. that has to do with animals will usually do that. Oh. Um, and sad comics will do that as well. And that has both. Yeah, that is both. I, oh, I won't fair. do it. Uh, Grant Morrison. No, no. I hate so, him for it. So hold it. So so for those of us that haven't read it and didn't hear us talking about it before, what's the quick synopsis of uh, We Three? Uh, it's so short and sweet. I don't want to really give too much away. Let's just say it's essentially homeward bound with, uh, with Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good way to put no. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that sounds amazing. And I don't want to, because I don't want to feel those feelings. I really it does don't. Some of the coolest stuff with the comic book format I've ever seen though, man, there's a cat jumping through panels. It's awesome. Yeah. That, which is why uh, it'd be interesting to be a movie, maybe do some cinematic techniques equivalent to the the comic book things they're doing, like visually. I don't know who I'd, who I'd want to do that, but... I mean, they um, kind of tried that in the 2009 uh, Watchmen movie, and the, there's still debate as to whether or not it worked. Mm. I mean... And also Ang Lee's Hulk as well did some weird yeah, things with Ang comic Lee's Hulk uh, panels. With the, yeah. with the panels. So here's my question. Do you think it would work better as a movie or as an episodic series? Uh, I definitely a movie. The thing's short enough as it is. How many like, how many issues is it? Do you know? Do you remember? It's it's actually just like a. St- I think it's just like a standalone graphic novel. Like it's yeah. not super long. Oh okay. You can read that like less than an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I still I don't want to do it because I don't want I don't <laughs> yeah. want to feel like that. I don't want to have those feelings. I really do not. Yeah. The, <laughs> the sobbing fits will take. It'll increase the time it takes to read it. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I actually had to like put the book down at one point. It was like, Same. I'll, Same. I'll come back. Okay, so yeah. so yep. if it's going to be a movie, who who's who's going to be directing it? Who's going to be uh, producing it? All that stuff. Who's going to be starring in it? Oh man, I I, for, I honestly forget a lot of the human actors. A lot of this, like like Homer and Bowd, follows the the animals. Well, you can yeah. you can make it like uh, Isle of Dogs, for example, have George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a Wes Anderson movie. I mean, what's wrong with Wes Anderson? <laughs> I don't. I, well, all right. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a good movie. 
but he has a more whimsical tone than we three uh yeah we three isn't whimsical (laughs) yeah we three is essentially um three animals escape uh military testing all right Uh, with the mechs that they were uh being tested in so it's like BattleTech or mech warrior homeward bound with mechs yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to find their home. That's all. Do they, yeah. do they... In in the little mechs that they put them in. So, I guess my next question is: Do they do they communicate with each other as um, in like in human voices or like mechanical voices, or do they communicate in? That's a great question. Kind of like that that telepathic sort of animal speech that that a lot of people give to like animals when they're communicating i don't i don't know i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's a good way to put it they do kind of have that and i'm sorry if i'm, I'm like kind of stealing your thunder here Mike. no um, it's all good but they they do kind of like each um so that there's there's three animals that, uh there's a dog a cat and a rabbit uh and they each have their own like speech patterns so like the dog would like the, the dog speaks how you think he would he kind of repeats himself a bunch very broken english yeah. too yeah not, not like complete sentences Hmm. Okay, what about the rabbit and the cat? I don't remember if the if the rabbit actually like speaks like too much at all and the cat is I don't want to be like the cat's almost indecipherable but like the cat like all three animals do have that kind of like speech style that like people give animals if that makes sense. Oh, I feel like that would yeah, be that's fair. No, and and listening to you guys talk about it, I feel like that'd be really cool to try to figure out how to do that in a movie format. <laughs> Because mm. I mean, it, we've we through so from from what I'm hearing from you guys, I haven't read like again, I have not read We Three, and I refuse to read yeah. it. Um, no, I, so I, 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 I know you do, and I'm, I'm like, I'm legitimately like, dude, check it out. I know, I know, and I and I, part of me really wants to. Um, I just don't want to feel those feelings. Uh, <laughs> and but but however, so it, it's one of those one of those things that like I really enjoy seeing in comics, and it's done so rarely is um, an animal's perspective trying to be done visually so your description of that reminds me very much of there's an issue during matt fractions run of hawkeye where it's very good uh, have, have you read it i don't know if you know what i have I'm leaning i have read it um it's done from hawkeye's dog's perspective mm, that's that's cool and it's a silent issue like there's not a single speech bubble that actually says anything it's just done from the dog's perspective and it's so well done you get somehow the artist gets across art, the artist gets across everything that this dog is feeling and everything that's happening around this dog it's so well done and i recommend that that's literally the issue that um i picked up because someone was like oh it's an issue told by it from a dog's perspective i was like what <laughs> so i picked it up and like i read it and i'm like okay i think i'm going to have to go back and read this whole run because that runs really good um but just for that one issue, really, just kind of was like, yeah, all right, you know what? Let me read all of this. How so, about uh, Pride of Baghdad? You read that one? I did not. Brian K. Vaughn, it's really good. I, I think I talked about it earlier as well. You have, yeah. It again, it's it's another comic where okay, the animals do talk to each other, mm. but again, everything is from the animal's perspective. You, I, if I remember correctly, you never see a human in 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 any panels. Uh, but but again, it's really cool story because it's told from an animal's perspective of these lions mm. that escape from Saddam Hussein's um, uh, palace. Oh, that's awesome! That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I've never, I, the, I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't, I didn't know that that was that. I, I may have to pick that up now. It's again, it's Brian K. Vaughn, so it's not. Bad. I mean, it's Brian K. Vaughn. I, I, one of my picks for tonight's <laughs> episode is Brian K. Vaughn. So, 
Oh, I like that. spoilers. But um, you know, you know, you know how I'm imagining would do a good job with this. Um, uh, Neil Blomkamp, the guy from District Nine. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's not bad. Because not bad Because I'm thinking it's got animals from a weird perspective, and it's got Max from the art, from <laughs> right. the art perspective. His his. So from what I've seen, uh, it the the art the artwork is done by Frank Frank Quietly, I believe. Is it is yes. it Frank Quietly who does yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. his so. his artwork, his style kind of lends itself to that whole Neil Blomkamp mm-hmm. type of type of uh sci-fi mech idea. Like if you've seen District 9 or uh Elysium, um yeah. it, it it kind of it, it feels right for that to do that with the yeah, animals that aesthetic. like that. Elysium, don't you yeah. mean Robo the Adventures of Robo Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> the documentary of Matt Damon's future self. <laughs> that name's such a mouthful, right? Dude, I mean, it's kind of long, but it's pretty good. It's right? long, yeah. If we three takes place in South Africa, he, it's a shoo-in for him then. Ooh. Oh, he could just move it there, honestly. You could. I mean, yeah. it really doesn't matter where yeah, it location. takes place as long as they just leave a military facility, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's a good not for nothing though. Uh, I, I was I was thinking uh, when you first pitched the idea, Mike, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a David Fincher. David Fincher. All right. I mean, he. I don't. I. I don't really remember him doing many effects heavy stuff. You know. No, no, but I just his uh, his style and a, a lot of his cinematography, I feel like could work. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we definitely hit the nail on the head with what's his name? From, yeah, uh, District Nine. Yeah. There's also another one I have in mind, another director I have in mind, uh, but it's too obvious, and putting him on it means it will never get made. <laughs> but it's, it's Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. And anything he puts his name to, unfortunately, uh, seems to never get made. <laughs> it's just it's a death sentence. Uh, like, oh, he's directing. Is oh, he supposed it's not to doing uh, Mountains of Madness? Like that was. That was a thing. The, Justice League Dark was a that thing. That was one of the few. Uh, that was one of the, Silent Hills. That, that was one of the few <laughs> actual Lovecraft books I've, I've stories I've read, and that was really fucking good. Mm. I really, really enjoy that. So I would love to fucking see that done. But of course, yeah. Jungle Little Toro. <laughs> <laughs> but Blancamp is a fantastic choice as well. Like yeah. both of those guys could knock it out of the park. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Are there any other uh, things you'd want to see done? Any other things? Yeah, aside from We Three. Oh, uh, there is a property I would love to see turned into a comic book. Something, something I've recently—it's uh, a game, uh, a little game guy by the name of Control. Ooh, I would love to see that uh, as a comic book. So I'm uh, not this... gonna lie, and I'm sorry to cut you off. But yeah. This was actually one of my picks, and I don't yeah. think I was gonna—I don't think I was gonna bring it up. <laughs> So I'm glad you did. <laughs> it's quite a rabbit hole to go down. Uh, but for anyone who doesn't know, Control is essentially uh, an organization that has artifacts uh, that kind of like are ancient and weird. Uh, like there's a, a, a stoplight that when it turns red, you have to stop or it pushes you into like dimensionally like transports you away from itself. <laughs> oh! Like it's a lot. It's a lot of love crafty and kind of stuff. I know as what well. game you're talking about. Okay. The, it's got the, uh, the fucking uh, duck boat or whatever. It's got the duck boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, it kind of, it kind of sounds like Stanley parable where um, you, the narrator's telling you what to do. And if you don't listen to him, weird stuff happens. Kind of, sort of. Um, I mean, the best way I can explain control the game. If you, if you know what SCP is, it's SCP right. the game. Like, okay. It's, it's, yeah, uh, Oh. Secure contain protect the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secure copy protocol. Yes. Oh wait, no, not Unix terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Unix game. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. 
Yeah, but that whole world explored. Because the best part about that game was reading all the notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could just see mm-hmm. that translating to a, a comic. Like, it'd just be wonderful. Oh, yeah, see, and you could, could you could run that forever. That. Ooh. Yeah, I right? mean, give me Hickman, give me Grant Morrison, give me Alan Moore. Oh, like, give me Morrison. Just... See, the reason that I really like that is because Hickman loves his info dumps in between, yeah. like chapters and pages yes so and he Mm. does a really good job of kind of blending that in with the comic itself so like i feel like the way that you describe it being like we have to know a little bit about this artifact aside from just like what's happening in the artifact you don't have to stop the story itself to give you that info dump by a character you just bam here's the info dump um from yeah he's been doing that Man, yeah, he's been doing that really well with X Men. Yeah, Man, mm. um, screw that. Now I just want Grant Morrison to start writing SCP articles. Yeah, <laughs> for, for all we know, he has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, not for nothing, Jeff Johns I think would be really good with Control as well. Oh mm. yeah, that that's another one. Like you want another guy with info dump? That guy was doing a great job with that with Doomsday Clock. See, I. I... I still need to finish. I did not finish info. Uh, I haven't finished it yet either, but it's great. <laughs> I really like it. Just dump some info on me. Special containment procedures. For those of you who don't know, you can Google that. It's actually really freaking cool. I thought it was secure contain protect. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, it's yes. secure contain yeah. protect. Basically, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's just, I, and I, I can't even really explain it beyond that of just like, go go check out the wiki for yourself. It's, it's a crowd written uh, sort of like X-Files thing. And people just trying to contain elder tours with science. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. so cool. It's basically uh, creepypasta that went sort way out of. of control. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. um, it, it it's like Warehouse Thirteen, I think. But I've never uh, seen that that's show. That's great. That's a that's a that's a really great um comparison. Yeah, I, I love that show. That show's a lot of fun. I hear it's really good. I, I hear the concept is really good. But if like that's the that's the concept, like yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, um, just do it. Except you know, not as fun. Like Warehouse Thirteen right, was right. kind of fun. As opposed to this, which is more elder tar, you kind of go crazy or yeah, things it's like that. Yeah, fun. No, it's not fun. Yeah, I would love to see uh, Christopher Sky. I think is the guy's name. Uh, or sorry, uh, Christopher Shy uh, did the artwork for that. He was the guy that did. I mean, he's done a bunch of stuff, but um, I think what I'm familiar with him doing was that Coheed and Cambria comic, uh, mm. Good Apollo and Burning Star Four. Mm. Super avant-garde looking art. Um, Let's get weird with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 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 presentation of the the game control is some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to try to match that with the comic. Have there been X Files comics? Because I feel like I was getting a big X Files vibes from Control. Yes. And if that if that translates to comics, like if that was done well, get some artists from that. <laughs> I don't know if it's been done well. I know uh, they exist. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just don't know if it's good. I mean, yeah, X Files was huge in the mid nineties, and yeah. That's also an air shit and have a lot of <laughs> a lot of comic books. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably does. I don't know if I'll Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a whole bunch of X Files comics. <laughs> oh, so Edward, what is your pitch? Um, so I would absolutely love to see Twisted Metal done as a comic. Either uh <laughs> Oh yo. Either either like you take the uh the fun kind of goofy uh Twisted Metal 2. Or you get real, real serious with it and uh, dive into Twisted Metal Black, or you you do your own thing and just take the IP as a whole and uh, mash the two. Mm. Like you, you you find that fun middle ground somewhere. Um, I'd even say you get like Chris uh, Burnham or um, like a Frank Quitely to do the art because like that kind of that kind of almost like whimsy, but like the the, the, the like 
uh, Adam West Batman like camp taken seriously. I was about I think to say would be, would be great for a Twisted Metal. Yeah, because interesting. Man, I haven't played the story in Twisted Metal two in a long time. I still I still play multiplayer though with certain friends. Like I remember Twisted Metal two for its time being really dark. Like for example, Axel he's unwillingly hooked up to those two giant big wheels. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the guy in the wheels, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's got like rocket launchers strapped onto his arms. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. People shooting rockets at his exposed <laughs> body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, he's yeah, because I remember like back in the day, if if he was taking a lot of damage, his arms would literally get blown off. Oh gosh. That, I mean, wasn't that wasn't that his ending? That he was just like or he was put in that contraption, one by his dad, but two, was at the end of that game him being like, I'm not gonna be in here anymore, dad, and he just rips his own arms off. Like I don't remember it being like that, but I do remember all the uh, endings. It was always like a monkey's paw where you you, you get you uh what was the bad guy's name? Uh, Calypso. Calypso would grant your wish, but it would be like there'd be a twist to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He he was a jerk about it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds mean. Yeah, I mean, but I'm also a crazy person too. That I was like, oh, but like you could do this as a comic, but I also like I really want to see it as like a, an HBO or like a, a Netflix TV show. But <laughs> it Hacker not. and I pitched this once before. You've been you've been talking um, about this forever too. Like, why yeah, have yeah, you like, true. I feel this for years. True. You've been talking about the fact that you want to see Twisted Metal oh. in some sort of animated, or like even like an animated Something. series too. Well, here's yeah, anything honestly. Like, I, I I like the IP enough that like, and it done right could be great. Because like nobody gives a shit about car combat games anymore, right? Like, yeah. no. I mean, I do. I like you know Burnout Paradise, and oh, Burnout Fantasy. They're fun. Like, they're a lot of fun. But like, you know, car combat games kind of died with the nineties. Well, here's here, here's what it's going to have working against it. Do you remember the FMV scenes in Twisted Metal One? Yes. Do you mean the ones that were technically never released? Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, they, if I remember correctly, they just had stills. But like, I've uncovered on YouTube some time yeah. ago the you know the recordings and. Oh man, it, it was cheesy. Doesn't even begin to describe uh, FMV video games from the nineties. Oh, they're wonderful. They they shot them on like a shoestring budget. Like they, they literally, I don't think even like had a budget for these things. I, they just they just shot them in a warehouse. Well, like I don't even know who the like I don't even know if they hired real real actors or not. Like remember, I, I was just about to say, I I think they just grabbed people and like, uh, you wanna you wanna be a video game? Yeah, like uh, remember Aliens versus Predator from like the late nineties, the PC game. Mm. Yes. All the video scenes in the gold edition of the game are just developers, you know, with, uh, you know, they're just getting on the gear and they're just trying to ham it out, ham, you know, just hammy acting. It's so bad. Uh, it's not the like, dream. But it works. Like Some of those yeah. alien games still fucking scare the shit out of me. I mean, uh, Isolation was really good. No, I'm talking mm. before that. Like, I, it was one of the first person shooters. I forget which one the hell it was. And I'll never forget. We're watching. I, I'm watching a friend of mine play it on my computer. And we're mm-hmm. both really, really into the game. And there's a scene where a face hugger just pops out of fucking nowhere and just jumps at the screen. So it's like <laughs> this fucking giant vagina just attacks your fucking face. Like your screen just gets taken over by it. And everybody jumps. We're in the dark. We all jump. He falls out of the chair. I jump off my bed. Like it's just a fucking mess. Everybody's jumping. There's face huggers. <laughs> it's vaginas flying across the room. <laughs> Just slinging him. Exactly. <laughs> just terrifying. Oh, man. Ugh. No, but I, I could definitely go on, on a 90s kick because, like, the Twisted Metal stuff would be cool. I'd love mm. to see Legacy of Kane revisited as something that, that's, like, I don't want to say something that's not a game, but, like, the voice acting of those games are fantastic, and I feel like maybe the games dropped the ball at some point. Um, 
so revisiting that IP as a comic could work really well. Well, yeah, I think Kane wasn't a Silicon Knights. Yes. The oh, first one was. Ooh. Oh, they're defunct. They're hella defunct. Now, are we talking yes. Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver or Legacy of Kane? Uh, I'm talking about you just take the IP as a whole and uh, the whole thing. I don't make know a who comic. Owns the IP at this point. I don't. Just, I don't. I don't either. Um, I don't care. Somebody make this happen. <laughs> Someone has to care, Ed. Oh, no. I mean, there's <laughs> so much in that. In that that ip as you're talking about like if you go down a wiki hole holy mm-hmm. shit is oh, there yeah. a lot there for that no. i forget the um like the, the, the like the head creator's name because he he's he's currently uh he currently founded a new video game studio and he's working on a new game uh was it moonlight not moonlight sonata deadlight sonata i think deadlight sonata yeah sounds about right right dennis Dyack, um, that guy yeah that dude that's yeah, that, that dude's guy, name yeah. um Nailed his it. entire approach you did <laughs> his entire approach to uh to writing or to writing stories is writing lore like he, he doesn't really give a shit about a narrative he just writes a bunch of lore and then tells stories in like in that world does that make sense I love it yeah i love going yeah. down those fucking lore holes you, so, have, yeah, like that. you have a lot of holes around you. Flying <laughs> <laughs> vaginas, you got those, those wiki holes, lore holes. Yes, lore holes. <laughs> I but, but that's one of those. I I don't have much of an artist in mind. I don't have much of a uh, a writer in mind for that. I just want to see it revisited. Um, mm. But as a weird, like kind of wacky pick, I would love to see like old man Daniel Craig, James Bond written by Frank Miller. Oh my God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, is, is Frank Miller drawing it too? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. <laughs> it's just gritty. It's just super gritty for the sake well, of doing I, it. I mean, that's and kind of annoying. That's kind of the it's direction. Actually, it, it's, it's really just Sin City. I mean, that's oh. kind of the direction has been going for like the, ever since the Craig day, uh, Daniel Crane days. Mm. Daniel Craig, 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 oh, yeah. right? Not Crane. I mean, not Craig. No, Craig, not Craig, Craig, Craig. Okay. I mean, Daniel- well, I mean that first movie, uh, the, the 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 Battle Royale, Battle Royale, uh, Casino Royale, Casino Royale. <laughs> yes, that that first one is like, he's a stone cold killer. No, fuck it. I want to see Daniel Craig in Battle Royale. They just mm. insert him into that Japanese classroom, <laughs> and James Bond is just murdering the fuck out of those high schoolers. That really changes around that movie. I'm into it. Da-da, Let's da-da, do it. Da-da, <laughs> Battle Royale is just them trying to survive against James Bond. <laughs> you saw being hunted. I re- no, dude, I can't wait till the end of that movie when we get James Bond versus the teacher who just refuses to die. Yeah, you can't kill that. Oh my dude. god, dude, he he came back to life to eat those cookies. Dude, yeah. it's Takeshi. He beat Takeshi's challenge. It is his challenge. <laughs> he created the challenge. He built the castle. What the fuck? <laughs> just just imagine every uh scene where somebody gets murdered in battle royale and just james bond coming out with one of his one-liners how the fuck am i supposed to follow that up (laughs) it's sean connery james bond (laughs) that's no way to get out of life <laughs> Fuck man, how am I supposed to follow that up? Just put James Bond in things, honestly. Just... James oh, Bond man. in the Hunger Games. Yeah, new concept. <laughs> Can we just start putting like uh, different either um, movie or comic or video game characters into different things now? We yeah, just... yeah. 
Like, like Wolverine in the Hunger Games? Yes, please. Oh, hell yeah. As James Bond. Just make him James Bond. Everyone's James Bond now. Like, you have to put James Bond in everything. <laughs> Avengers Endgame, except uh, Tony Stark is James Bond. Yeah. And the Thanos is. That's a twist at the end. <laughs> He's like, the name's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> just, he just oh, snaps. I like my Infinity Stones shaken, not stirred. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. We'll continue this when we come back. Grant Morrison loses a little of his magical powers every time you listen to us without liking and subscribing. So in hopes he may write more issues of Multiversity, please like, subscribe, and share us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Thank you. All right, and we are back. So for those of you that didn't tune into the first half, the basic ideas we have. Wait, they, they exist? <laughs> you never know. Let me start this podcast. At, halfway uh, through. Halfway through. Yeah. Maybe maybe somebody's like, I don't know if these guys are going to be any good, so let me start midway once we get things going, and I'll judge them on this. And hopefully that's right. like a sound way to do this. And, they, and skipped, hope- they skipped the entirety of our first season and jumped right into the end. Right, mm. right here. Okay, I've skipped seasons before, but jump in the middle. That mm. okay? Keep going. I'm sorry. All right, there, Paul. So, Paul, you who just got in the middle of the episode and this is your first time listening. Okay, hopefully we've captivated you. No, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to the beginning. Yeah, Get out of here. You. Somebody named Paul is going to be listening to this, going, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> how, did, how did they know?" <laughs> I'm a classic middle listener. <laughs> oh, man. A classic middle listener. <laughs> Textbook, open and shut. All right. So we're talking about getting um, the video game control adapted. We're talking about getting Wii 3, Legacy of Kane. Uh, what was the other one we did? Uh, oh, yeah. Twisted Metal. And then we were also begging for them to remake Battle Royale <laughs> with James Bond as one of the children. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I want to now bring the conversation to Paulo. Good luck following that. I, up. What I, is your pitch? Oh, fuck. All right. Well, like I said, spoiler alert, I had said I wanted a Brian K. Vaughn book to be done as a series. And even though it's not finished yet, I really wish someone would take Saga and make it into um, maybe like an HBO series. I dig it. What's Ooh. Saga? So Saga is a science uh, science fiction, it's a sci-fi story about 
uh, pretty much told from the perspective of a little girl that is the child of two warring factions of aliens. Uh, and pretty much uh, it tells how she grew up and all the things she had to deal with, with her parents having uh, having to be um, pretty much uh, exiles and hunted by the governments of both of these factions. Because as it turns out, they don't want people knowing that the they, they can interbreed. Um, and not only that, but also the the you meet along the line the really weird fucking aliens that they get introduced to along the way. Like there are people oh. with um with TVs for heads that express their emotions through like random images on their TVs. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, so Daft Punk, Daft Punk, yeah, cool. Cool. yeah, they kind of really do look like a like a Daft Punk kind of guy, but they're usually like nobles and shit um it's it's Big really novel. cool like I, I honestly it's one of those ideas that um in comics it tells a really interesting kind of family story because you get to see how families just are never ever perfect it doesn't it doesn't paint the the perfect family where, where everybody grows up and everyone's perfect and everything happens it gives you a lot of the perspective of fucked up science fiction like they're chased by bounty hunters mm -hmm. like this one bounty hunter who keeps chasing them um throughout most of the galaxy as they're flying away in their um in their tree spaceship tree tree spaceship yes it's yes it's that again uh yes a tree spaceship is it an oak uh yes it's an oak it's an oak yeah, uh, really? yes nailed it again uh, <laughs> they have I was to hoping he was gonna say douglas burns they, they, they what kind friends. of tree is this Dude, it's it's like I said, it's a Brian K. Vaughn story. It's really, really well done. Uh, the characters are really, really fleshed out, really interesting. Uh, I, I'm trying to think what else I could say that just would the, the artwork's also fantastic. Um, they don't shy away. It's it's obviously an adult comic, so there are like mm. nude scenes, sex scenes. Um, oh, my scandalous word. Um, my monocle just flew off. You know they deal with adult content, so it's not a. It, it would not be a series for children. Um, I mean, I could see it done as like an animated show as well, because the 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 artwork itself lends itself to being animated. It oh, feels animated? very yeah. Cool. It feels itself like it's really 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 the. Um, it kind of not only that, but it also because it has like a little bit of a fantasy element to it because mm -hmm. the the aliens uh, use magic, so to speak. Okay. Uh, and the, hence why the tree is um is a tree spaceship because it's, a spaceship. it's also magical. It's a tree spaceship. Yeah, it's a tree spaceship. It's a magical tree spaceship. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, like I said, I could go on about how long the story is, but he's been he's been writing it for quite a many years now. Um, hopefully yeah, I feel like I keep hearing like that's like a a book I absolutely have to read as a comic book fan, and it just hasn't come across my desk. Is that you asking for it to come across your desk? Because um, I mean, it totally could. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say no. I, I've been meaning to start it for a while, but they never have the first trade out at the at my library. We well, just mm. do what Paul does, Matt, and just start in the middle. I <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm sure Paul. that'll go. That'll go great, Paul. <laughs> you skipping douche. <laughs> Um, like I said, like I feel like HBO. I want Paul adapted into a comic. Yeah, it just starts in the middle of his story. <laughs> Mid sentence, middle of what's happening. Just a cold opening. We don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, it works for Quentin Tarantino. It does. It does. With art artwork by Jim or Jay Lee, or both. You 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 could do uh, the interior art by Jim Lee. The covers are done by Jay Lee. I love everything about this. Let's go. Oh man, best idea. Uh, yes. 
So, like I said, I would I would want it as like an HBO series. Um, it's too long to be adapted into a movie. Too many characters. Um, it, it it follows it it kind of follows that whole arc where like you can break it up into seasons really nicely. And like I said, it's an HBO series. You get the adult perspective of it. You can you don't have to shy away from doing the stuff that's kind of it deals with drug abuse. Um, it deals with um, child abuse. It deals with um, you know, just a lot of kind of some gory fights. Um, oh no! Yeah, you could do a lot with it. So I'm. I, that's one of those things that I really want to see done. Sounds cool. Um, an- yeah. Another one that I want to see done. Now it's been done in vi- into video games, and it's been done really well into a video game, but it has never been adapted into something that I really want to watch. You talk about Mario Brothers. How many of you guys have read Fables? Ooh, I have. Okay. I, I should say I read Fables up to the point where um, the creator left the book. So you whose name it. I can't remember? No, you finished it. Because the, oh. the creator finished the book. Oh, he came back? No. He fi- which one are you talking about? The guy who's doing the cover art? or I think I'm thinking of uh, something Wilhelm? Will- William something? Uh, he finished the book. Oh, did he? Yeah. He finished it. There's a, he, he wrote it all the way through. Oh. So... I- then what am I talking? A lot about? of people, a lot of people make the comparison of fables to Once Upon a Time, right? Um, they make the comparison to like any other Disney property that involves the the characters, but um, fables itself is it, the story itself is told more from the Grimm's fairy tales perspective as opposed to like the Disney perspective of it. Yeah, um, and it's it's honestly. The best reveal is when you find out who who the main <laughs> villain is, who the emperor is. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know if you – did you get that far? Man, I don't remember. I really enjoyed uh, The Wolf Among Us, though. Oh, The Wolf Among Us done by uh, T- uh, Telltale Games. If you have not played that, yes. you should go out there and play it. It is really yeah, give, give yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. Wolf Among Us is based off of Fables? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. It uses those, it uses ah. those characters. So it uses the oh. setting. Um, the setting of Fables being outside of their homeland, having have to exile themselves into our world, um, huh. and, and living in our world in like a section that's cordoned off and magically kind of hidden from, from the regular mundane world. Um, oh, it, right. And then yeah. when they go out like to, to mingle with us, they use glamours and stuff yes. so they don't appear like uh, themselves. Yes. That's another yeah, yeah, yeah. series that you could do, like an HBO, an HBO series. Like I, I think mostly, I just want things that I can binge watch. Just, <laughs> yeah. Damn! I just want to become one with the couch and watch these fucking things. Not for nothing, I feel like uh, <laughs> Fables really lends itself to be an animated show. Oh, fair. It does. It does. It does. But I can also see it done like in in live action. Like yeah, you. It, Done, done right. That could be really good. But the comparisons to Once Upon a Time will be inevitable I, at that I, point. And, and that, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. But Once yeah. Upon a Time is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't really stand it. Yo, I tried. I tried. Once Upon a Time is so it. fucking bad, mm-hmm. though. And like, I'll, I'll scream that from the, from the mountaintops and say, Fable, uh, Once Upon a Time is fucking terrible. Fables is what you want to read. If you, if you liked Once Upon a Time, <laughs> go read Fables. It's a much better story. <laughs> Paolo, yeah. it's, it's dangerous up there on that mountain. Come down quick, please. <laughs> You're scaring me. Paolo, get off that high horse. You're scaring me. Uh, nice that, start, that horse is so high. Nice you're going to start shouting at me to listen to Pink Floyd albums. 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Pink Floyd's so good, though. They are. It really is so good. You know what we missed? And, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't really want to derail this or anything. Planetary. Oh, my God. Why haven't we talked about Because that's obvious. You know what? Okay. Yeah. Going back for a second. <laughs> I still, I'm still on, my, no. I'm still on my, my picks. Planetary. Planetary. <laughs> oh, damn. How do you think about that? <laughs> Because I've literally been talking about this since like forever. I've, I've literally been talking Why about this since that? like. Why did we forget that? Why did we forget that? Because why was that not my first pick? We always talk about planetary when we have a free form episode. Mm. We do, don't we? Paul would know that if you listen to us more. <laughs> yeah, <Paul. laughs> you, you always talk about it at the beginning too. Just the fuck over, Paul. Fuck over. Why haven't we not done a planetary episode yet? Because <sighs> that oh man, it's that just going to be good. us sixty minutes going read planetary. Read planetary, <laughs> read planetary, and I feel like that that might be a, a turnoff for some people. But like, no, you're I, right. I, I mean, I've definitely said that like it, it's one of those don't like jump into that as like the first comic you read. No, like, I mean you can and it's great, but like once you get more than like more of the I guess the the pop culture references or like you get a lot of the um, tropes, the, 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 the tropes, and I guess the allegories for characters, not so much allegories, but the the analogs for characters. Mm. Um, that's where that book really starts to shine. But that but that's like. That's an IP that you could run as a TV show, live action or animated, forever. Fair. I would like, like it, it as an it's, animated. It's, yeah, it's very. It lends itself very much to um, the same kind of thing as Control. I wouldn't say forever. Only because I mean, you have to, you'd have to end things, eventually. Good things but like, have to end. They do. Right. right. Like, and that's, that's why. And that's why I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, so many of the cho- of our choices that we've had in this episode, at least uh, up until. My choices, <laughs> James Bond and the Hunger Games. <laughs> that ends hard. <laughs> um, all of them have been limited runs. Yeah, they, that's fair. everything has been stuff that has that has had a beginning, middle, and an end, or eventually will have an end. Like Saga is going to end. That's not a story right. that's going to go on forever. Um, planetary control finished. control is a game control doesn't end though it's open-ended oh it's open-ended so. okay yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you could that's another one where you could just kind of keep writing stories for it it's yeah. like it's like scp you know you could mm-hmm. just keep writing random shit for it fever yeah. breaker yeah. true true <laughs> true regardless though i i personally i'm a fan of like giving a beginning middle and an end because an, and, if, mm. and as long as you stick that ending then you have really memorable tv or movies or even comics where they just stay with you. Like Planetary has mm. stayed with me all these years since I've read it. Fables has stayed with me all these years until it ended. You know, <laughs> my my choices, my choices are like the stuff that have just like I just want to see it done because I want to see it go from beginning to end. I don't know. Fair. That's just me. Yeah. That's just me. Maybe I'm a crazy that's person. That's a good point. No, you're not a crazy person. You know, I like things that end. You know, I was yeah. you got me thinking though about Brian K. Vaughn. Has anything of his been adapted? I was gonna say I was actually just about to say Invincible, and I'm like, nope, that's not him. Invincible yeah, no. is uh Kirkman. Yes, yeah. Invincible's Kirkman, and it's getting an animated show on uh, on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Ooh. That's no, why no, I didn't that, that would have been, 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 been my choices. Yeah, that would have been my pick too. Because I know why the last man has kind of been in development heck for like the better part of like a decade now. Oh, now you're using hack. What? Now you're watching your language. Developmental hack. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds worse. It does. It really, it really does. does. It's not like it's not like fuck you. We're not making this show. It's like we'll, we'll make it. No, we're not gonna make it. Uh, like make just it. just tell me yes or no. Oh, the showrunners just left again. We got uh, new showrunners. Go? We got new showrunners. We got new showrunners. By the end oh. of this episode, why the last man will have a new showrunner. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, why the last man will have a new showrunner and uh, Daredevil may or may not be Matt, Matt Murdock. <laughs> mm. And yeah. the new mutants will come out. <laughs> no, because like that's that's my thing, man. Is that like remember how good like the first few seasons of House of Cards was? No, I've never seen it. Yes, yeah, or like just 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 political <laughs> thrill. Just political. Yeah, just like political thrillers in general, though, yeah. like The West Wing stuff, like that, like. There. a lot of those have like a lot of them have worked in the past so like we were we were talking because now you guys got me on my brian k vaughn uh soapbox we, we were talking before about how ex machina was like it's a superhero comic but like it's really more political than anything like i could see that working kind of as like a, a just a regular major network show you know just just it's 90% of the show is the political dealings of the mayor of New York that has just so happens to have the ability to control all machinery. <laughs> the only problem is, is that the subject matter kind of circles around very heavily towards the events in 9-11. So like, mm. it's going to be kind of touchy topic. Right, right, right. Major, yeah. All right. But here's what I was really thinking about doing now. Um. I feel like I speak for all of us when I say we're all big fans of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, actually so, like, I actually blame Michael why I got into it. So. <laughs> it's his fault. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, but like the thing that's so great about Twin Peaks and another common theme you'll find in a lot of uh, David Lynch's work is he's like very fixated on like this whole Americana idea, okay. you know, like, like, you know, all his works I can think of, they usually, well, with the exception of Dune, um, <laughs> you know, there's usually like some sort of like cafe involved, like, or like a diner with like, you know, very Americana thing. There's a lot of, you know, like classic American like songs from like the fifties and forties and, and, and a lot of his work. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of Roy Orbison. And yep. um, I'm trying to remember who did the song, uh, Bobby Darren. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of that stuff in it. Uh, you know, a lot of drinking coffee, a lot of smoking, you know, just, just a lot of like, you know, stereotypical American stuff. Coffee. And, you know, you Donuts. read about his past, a lot of coffee. And um, yeah, you read about his past, you know, he's like from a small town in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he's kind of lived that small town America life and he, and he's kind of injected into a lot of things. And at the same time, you know, a lot of his work is very surreal. Uh, you know, it deals with like supernaturals and alternate dimensions and like, you know, what's going on in minds and like a lot of very audio visual imagery and stuff like that, mm. which kind of has me thinking. Who's another author that is obsessed with Americana? Neil Gaiman? Right. Yeah. 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 Everything Neil Gaiman has ever done is always like kind of like takes like this whole idea of like very Americana kind of ish stuff, but from somebody that is from England, you know? Yeah. So it has a weird twist I, to it. I didn't even put that together until you just said it, and I'm like, "Yeah, Good Omens is pretty Americana for what it is." Well, what, what kind of gave this? What kind of gave me the idea was that in the end of the edition of American Gods that I read, there was a little appendix at the back where he was talking about how other people were giving him shit because he writes 
a lot of stories that are like focused around America and like, you know, like for example, uh, the Sandman Chronicles, uh, most of the comic takes place in the United States or at least scenes that take place in modern times, you know, like how come this otherworldly being is always in America? And that's just cause you know, it seems like Neil Gaiman just likes to, uh, write, you know, um, pop culture, American stuff. Hmm. But again, no, but like David Lynch is very surreal, but then Neil Gaiman is very like, he goes into like the more of the mythos of things like, right. Um, you know, like uh Sandman is about these, um, what do they call them? The immortals? What do they call them? The other yes. world? Yes. That, that was it. I can't remember. He calls them. I that, still, you know, I still, I, I have a, I have a, a, I still haven't read the Sandman books you gave me, Matt. It's only been like what twelve years. This would be something. Since you gave me them, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You've moved. You you've moved like three times. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they've come with me to every place. <laughs> He's holding them right now. Well, no. j- jokes on jokes on him. I still have his first trade of uh, planetary. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's fine. I already got. I got a. I got the um the Bible. Oh, the big fucking textbook. The big fucking textbook Bible of planetary. I'm good. <laughs> Keep it. Got all the art in the back. Keep of the it. Scripts. You know what? Keep it because because you you, you. have been blessed with I that have. first issue of planetary. I have. It is so good. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. No. No. So 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 I was just kind of doing. I was kind of just kind of prefacing that because you know again. It, both the the common thread between those two, David Lynch and Neil Gaiman, is that they both kind of center all their stories around the idea of like an Americana. Mm. So, just to summarize, like the basic plot of like the first season of Twin Peaks, you know, it, it takes place in this weird uh, this this weird ta- uh, wooded town in the middle of Washington, Twin Peaks. This uh, high school girl gets brutally murdered. And this FBI agent comes up to, uh, you know, investigate and figure it out. But like to describe that show, wouldn't really do it justice because the characters on it are all so very quirky. And then there's all these weird visual and audio things that are happening. And every time you watch it, you always pick up something weird, something new. And, you know, and in that show, they also talk a lot about, you know, the spirits and, you know, one of the uh, characters in the show is a Native American and mm. they talk a lot about that sort of stuff. And then there's also these very weird dream sequences in the show and uh, iconic. Yeah. And then the main character, too, is also like kind of very spiritual person. He even talks He's all about Tibet, man. I was about yeah. to say, yeah, he always talks about Tibet and the Dalai Lama. And then he has that conversation with the um with the therapist and the therapist is even talking about Eastern Asian stuff. I mean, I'm sorry, Western Asian uh, topics and stuff. It's, you know, it's very weird, very surreal. And I would love to see what would happen if somebody like Neil Gaiman was to either novelize or comic book it just to see what kind of a twist his kind of background would be. I I worry about that because they, they have very similar kind of styles in their sense of, um, like imagery, the the idea of the supernatural and the natural kind of combining with with what we we experience, um, but like the clarification of what you mean by by Americana, 
I think you mean like Midwestern Americana because a lot of the books that I've read, like at least the, the, the two books that I've read from Neil Gaiman, they take place in middle America. They don't take place in the major cities. Um, well, sometimes they'll pop in and out of the major cities, but Twin Peaks doesn't take place in a major city. No, exactly. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm referring to. Like David Lynch in that case, also he's, he's very much centered on Midwestern America. Yeah. Like like Midwestern small town America. Yeah. 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 So for, I I have not fit full disclosure. I have not finished the third season of Twin Peaks. I watched up until a particular episode that was just fucking way (laughs) too much. I have not been able to start watching again since. I think I saw the episode of this too. Episode eight does that yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, that is the most intense hour of television I have ever fucking seen. And I was not able to go back after that. I've I've been on a two year hiatus from it. I, I may have to places. finally Yeah, God, exactly. Has it been that long since you stopped? Jesus. Yeah, it's been like two years. It stopped. <sighs> Man, so... what year is it? I need to rewatch. Oh, I need to rewatch it. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh, real quick, uh the endless is who you were thinking of, Matt. Thank not you. the not the immortals. Thank you. Or the remember. Yeah, and no, I, I had a brain fart. Oh, right. The endless. So they're like endless. They're supposed to be like this. I these endless ideas as opposed to like. Yes, right. they are. They are ideas or wave functions. But like back. To, oh, but like back to Neil motifs. But like back to Neil Gaiman though. I mean, like you know, I'm sure most of you guys have at least watched a little bit of American Gods. Yes, I actually really enjoyed season one. Um, but that was mostly because of the uh, the director. That guy was great. Oh, I had a hard time. I had a hard time getting through the book. The book, the book is a bit dry, but uh, again, though, like the so dry, <laughs> yeah. But like the imagery that he describes, like uh, when he sees the gods for the first time at that uh, at the carousel, for example, like that would be interesting to see him put, you know, put something like a Twin Peaks through that filter. Hmm. I mean, as long as you give me art by either Frank Whiteley or uh, Gary Frank, <laughs> it was I'm Frank Whiteley again. So I'm actually looking at a uh, a uh, cover of uh, Sandman Endless Nights. Uh, it, it's done by Frank Whiteley. Oh. oh. So he actually did some art for uh, for Sandman stuff, and it, it really lends himself. I think my, my only issue with that is that we'd never get it finished because, you know, Frank Whiteley just takes forever. Well, not Frank Whiteley, I'm sorry. Gary Frank just takes forever to put yeah, out his yeah, stuff. He, he just constantly is delayed. Like every book that he writes is delayed at least at some point. Yeah, but like everybody he draws looks super stressed out, and I really want to—I really want to see his art style. Like, I want to see Dale Cooper with that art style. Like, I—I I, I, I want to see all those iconic Twin Peaks characters just looking super stressed. <laughs> I mean, like, but like, I don't. Dale Cooper usually is like never stressed, though. That's well, true. What, so, what, what makes rarely. it work though is—is is, um, like we were talking about how how surreal Lynch is. Yeah, when he draws people like. Or when, when when Gary Frank draws people um, in a different mood, that's not they're like that's not supposed to be stressed out. Like they're smiling. Mm. It looks like there's something wrong. Like like, like and you oh. can't quite put your you can't quite put your finger on it. I think it would translate the uh, the surrealism really well. Mm. So everything's off. Yeah, it's like so something's off, and you're not really sure why. Gotcha. Wait a second. I just thought of another idea. Hmm. Oh, man. Um. What was his name? Um, Philip Jeffries in what? Twin Peaks. Philip Jeffries. Yeah. 
Oh, David Bowie. David Bowie. David Bowie. Ah. Who, who, who does Neil Gaiman model a lot of characters after? Holy shit. Right? I'm assuming Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I believe uh, I believe he modeled uh, Lucifer after David Bowie in one of his books. Huh. No shit. I got to look that up. I, I, I forget if it was Gaiman or not. Are you thinking of, um, I was about to say American Gods. I'm like, that's wrong. No, um, no, it's not American Gods. Oh, man. I can't remember the name of this book where like the, the, the gods are reborn. It's like human avatars and the, the human avatars only have like two or three years to live. It's Lucifer. It's the, it's the comic Lucifer. No shit. Is that written by Neil Gaiman? I thought I was Gaiman for some reason. I could no. be wrong. Was it Lucifer Morningstar. All I know is that Neil Gaiman. Oh. All I know hey. is all I know is and here's the reason you get away with that because the Fox TV show of the same name only takes some parts of that in its adaptation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an adaptation that of that. That is an adaptation of that actor. Lucifer uh. Morningstar is the same character except he looks nothing like the one that um, <laughs> except he looks nothing except he's not. He looks nothing like the character from from uh from Neil Gaiman's book. Well, that's kind of like um, the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, yeah it's loosely right. based off of off of uh, uh, Constantine again. Except don't it's not again at all. I don't fucking hate that movie either. That yeah, was I, a lot of fun. I feel like I feel like that movie deserves a rewatch. Uh, character actor Peter Stormare is a gem, as always. And Tilda Swinton knocks it out of the park. Oh, of course, yeah. as always. As that woman usual. is that woman is ageless as is, <laughs> as she is because she's an immortal vampire. Oh, yeah. you know what she. <laughs> She is. Just to deal with it. She's on the council. She's on the Just high council. She is on the council. She's on the she council. is the council. She's on the council with Blade. Okay, with Wesley Snipes. Uh, Wesley but... Snipes only count. His votes only count as half because he's he's, he's so a daywalker. He's daywalker. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, check uh, your privilege. Brad, Brad, and, Brad and Tom usually can't make it because <laughs> they're too busy with their with their other stuff. <laughs> if you haven't seen what we do in the shadows, do yourself a favor. That, watch the movie. Watch the show. Danny Trejo is also on the council. Oh yeah, Danny Trejo is on the council. That's right. Ooh, it's wonderful. Isn't Gary Oldman on the council too? But he couldn't make it either. They, I think they had a joke, but he couldn't make it. Oh man. Oh, that show's fantastic. That's a this great, great fucking show. Just watch I it. Drank Go watch the drug it. blood, and now I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> drug blood. <laughs> Oh man! All right. <sighs> Anybody else have any closing thoughts? I mean, I don't know. I really, oh God, I thought I had the winning idea of my Twin Peaks idea. I mean, going into this, I was like, "Yeah, Matt wins." It is. It is a fantastic idea. But, it's just such a rabbit hole. But but it's a, but uh, James Bond as part of in Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. All right, you, you put James Bond in Twin Peaks. I think I think you might win here. Oh. How would that even work? <laughs> He'd be the log lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Dispensing advice. Yeah. Good night. Good night, everybody. Except for you, Paul. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, Paul. All of the music that you have heard is the song "Dance Rock" off the album "Descent of the Goober Monster" by Jesse Spillane. It is licensed under Attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org. If you have a question, a topic you would like us to cover, or simply wish to tell us all of the facts that we have screwed up, feel free to email us at laymansguidetothemultiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit us at our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com.